And our reporter Jimmy Allingham joins us now from Wellington. Kia ora, Jimmy. What kind of support is there for the residents of Loafers Lodge? Kia ora. Well, today really was the day it hit home exactly what happened for some of them. The short-term support was there yesterday and has been there last night and into today. But the long-term needs of these residents now really need to be met. I spoke today to a couple of providers who are helping out with that. At the cordon around Loafers Lodge today, now former resident Chris brought flowers to pay respects to his friends killed in the blaze. It's not so much that people have lost things, so for me it's people have lost their lives, you know, over a stupid act, you know, it's, I don't know, yeah, uh, it's hard, you know, I've I, I got my thing of what happened, bro, you know, and a lot of the bros up there, you know, we're on the same page of what's happened. What's happened is deadly, tragic, and likely to cause long-term harm to those who lived through it. It's just amazing to see all the support from all these different agencies, you know, and if this hadn't happened, you know, trying to get these uh, access these agencies, it's very hard. And it's sad that, you know, tragic situations have to happen before they, you know, before they want to help you and stuff like that, you know, but but I'm grateful, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, different businesses, you know, come together last night for everybody that survived, you know, and there's a lot of food. Short-term needs like food, clothes and where to live are being sorted. Christina Tyson from the Salvation Army says some will take a long time to recover. Longer term they're going to probably need the time to process this and for many people uh, this will be the latest trauma on top of previous traumas. So that will be quite difficult for people who've maybe um, been impacted by poverty or uh, by time spent in prison or maybe a lifetime of uh, impacts of systemic racism on their lives uh, now have another trauma. As well as losing valuable personal items, other voids have been created. They also had a community of friends and, and neighbours. So some people there lived quite isolated from others, maybe out of a sense of personal safety and risk. Uh, but others had long-term friendships there and so that's been uprooted. Mrs Tyson understands the concerns about conditions at the lodge but says many residents had no other accommodation prospects. I would never have chosen to live there but I have options so I don't have to but for people without a lot of options Loafers has been the place that has opened doors to them. It's affordable, there is a roof, there's basic amenities and so you know that's something that you need in a city and you need in a community. Uh, the challenge along with that is that it hasn't necessarily been a safe place. Director of Social Service DCM Steve Turnock says the organisation's also doing what it can for Loafers Lodge residents. So we've we are just been providing I guess access to resources in terms of um, support to getting Kai and things such as medical um, resources, uh, prescriptions and such. Also just uh, providing that direct kind of uppy and support in terms of really facing quite a traumatic um, experience. After yesterday's adrenaline, emotions are now surfacing. I guess what we are starting to see is some of that um, frustration, some of that grief is, is coming to surface. I know that during our daily service more people are talking about it, more people are asking questions. And that's part of our, I guess, our approach in terms of preparing what may come. Christina Tyson, though, says there is hope. There was a gentleman who came in just before, so he is here for another appointment, but he also wanted to check on a friend. And he had a really lovely outlook on it because he's lived in similar types of accommodation and had some similar desperation in his life but he said uh, I really hope that this will be a great fresh start for people for those who have survived that this might actually be the beginning of something better.
And Jimmy, what else do we know about the people who were living in Lofa's Lodge? Well, many of them, as we've heard over the past couple of days, were transient. But one name that we've heard about more this afternoon is Liam Hawkins. It's believed that he lived on the third floor and he at the moment is missing. He was well known around Newtown where Lofa's Lodge was based and was described as kind and friendly. The Prime Minister also knew him at university and says he was very sincere. There are also four Tafatu Ora employees at the lodge. They've all been accounted for. They worked in cleaning and administration and the Department of Corrections says it's accounted for all nine people it looked after at the lodge. And so what happens now? A scene examination is underway with police here. They've said it's an arson inquiry now and that it really will be a homicide investigation because of those deaths. So it's a grim task there with bodies still inside. Police have also appealed for information about the 20 or so people that are not accounted for that they believe didn't turn up to the Newtown Park Centre yesterday. And over the next few days we expect to have some more information from, from them. They've said that scene that scene examination will be slow and methodical. It really will be quite a terrible task, you can imagine, in there. The building, the third floor particularly, is quite badly damaged. The roof has caved in, so it will be quite slow work. Namahi, Jimmy. That is Jimmy Allingham joining us there live from Wellington outside the Loafers Lodge.